the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I got a really special guest for you guys today. We talk about some really interesting things that we don't really talk about often. Okay, we we get into well, we first we get into fasting and health, which we've talked about a bit, but then we take it and we talk about more of a spiritual side, and then we get into some stuff that is like an elephant in the room. It's like the sex and the addiction side of sex and how we how we've been people give away their energy and how it can affect you and all those different kinds of things i don't want to give it all away but really interesting conversation and you know dr nick jensen he's a really really good friend of mine and brother and in the last year we've been on two yoga retreats two kundalini yoga retreats together i was a patient i did his program his detox program he's helped me so many ways not just as a, a naturopathic doctor but he's helped me in just as a friend and brother so him and his amazing wife um, dr sonia jensen they have a clinic in vancouver called divine elements and a naturopathic clinic and they specialize in hormone and hormones and detox and fasting and helping people come off addictions and they got a lot of cool gadgets that are helping really um help people become better help people feel better you know help heal the cell you got to heal the cell to get well and there's just so much more to them than just the, the doctor side of the naturopathic they're just amazing humans and they're they get it at a conscious conscious level and they're both aware of it and they're juggling um they just moved and they got you know two amazing kids and it's just like what they're they're just a prime example of what it's truly like to be um success and balance at home and relationships so um we got into a great conversation me and me and Nick and you know he's also got an amazing podcast called The Doctor Dads with uh Dr. David Wardy um who I also met at um Kundalini Men's Camp a few weeks ago and they talk about um you know it's dedicated to delivering the strategies for optimal living right they discuss everything that every man dad husband needs to experience to grow daily so things like burning fat building muscle recovering faster strengthen your gut all that stuff to basically help you be a better human while being a dad and and juggling all the madness that comes into it and there they've had amazing guests such as Drew Manning on there from Fit to Fat to Fit and a lot of other really amazing people so sit back and relax guys this is a great chat we really connect me and Nick really connect and 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 you know magic just starts to happen so this is only part 1 we'll have to do another part down the road because you know i like to keep these to an hour at best because I respect everybody's time and I feel like we can we can get a lot done sometimes in an hour but sometimes not enough so anyways without further ado I'd like to welcome my good friend and brother Dr. Nick Jensen My man what's happening Nick so great to have you here brother So good to see you again Lance you know we <laughs> we, we connected so much over the last year and it's like we both get busy and it's hard to make time so we have to do it over Zoom <laughs> I know bro I know it's um it's fuck it's so amazing bro because 
there's so many levels and so many things that have happened the last year. And even since we met, there's so many ways that we could like, you know, discuss and talk about. And it's just, that's the beautiful thing is there's been so many elements and yeah, man, I'm so excited to finally connect. I know we've been talking about this since the beginning, getting you on and uh, I know you're busy and obviously business and your podcast is growing. So really thank you for joining us today, man. And uh, coming and hanging out. My pleasure. My pleasure. Completely. Awesome, bro. So maybe just uh, give us a little bit of a background about you, about, you know, kind of fill in the gaps on your story a little bit and uh, let us know who we are, man. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me here, Lance. Uh, so who I am is I'm a human being having a human experience and it's, it's an interesting ride because what I do for work is, uh, as I help people transform their, their lives through, through their health. And in this, um, in this experience, it's, it's allowed me to, you know, really stretch my mindset, my, my lifestyle practice, my, my nutrition, my health, because I'm coaching others to do the same. So where I started was I, I I'm a naturopathic doctor trained here in new West or in, in the lower mainland, new Westminster. And uh, that's where I went, met my wife. We, we went traveling after graduating, really opened our eyes to different cultures and lifestyles and healing strategies and all sorts of other things. And then came back and opened up our practice about 10 years, well, 10 years ago, literally. Um, this year, in fact, we're celebrating our 10th year anniversary as a couple or as a married couple, uh, 10 years in practice uh, with the opening of our clinic. And uh, so it's, it's kind of a big year for us. So fast forward till now, uh, naturopathic school took us through all sorts of different teachings and, and uh, we got to train with all sorts of different experts in different fields from hormones, to detox, to fasting, to, uh, to the latest and coolest biohacking tools to optimize health and stem cell production. I mean, we've kind of got to see a wide variety of different tools to, to live an extremely healthy and, and long life. And so that's sort of a little snapshot of where we are. Yeah. And just to give you guys perspective, I mean, I've been working with Dr. Nick now over the last year, as I said in the intro, and we, the, the, the stuff that you guys are working on at, um, for anti-aging and hormones is just amazing, man. And just the, just getting together and going through those experiences together over the last year and, you know, stuff from the NAD and the, all this amazing stuff you're working on is, is really cutting edge. And maybe just, I I'm, I'm really fascinated on, you know, what you're doing and how important fasting is and what, how, like how important that is for anti-aging and kind of like your, your whole well-being because so many people don't understand how important that is. And I really wanted to kind of talk about this today, especially mm -hmm. for a lot of people who are in jobs where they need to focus you know, during the day yeah. and they wonder why they have a lack of focus or they're, they're not getting some of the results. So I would love if you could maybe talk about that a little bit, man, and, and how that's helped you and why that's so important. Yeah. It was such a popular topic as well. And, and talk about adversity, right? <laughs> Sometimes just yeah. overcoming adversity is overcoming the dialogue that, that mainstream media and our culture and our upbringing has, has delivered to us, you know, spoon fed yeah. to us literally. So opening up to the idea that we can go periods of time without food, 
uh, is often quite frightening for, for most people. And it was for me the first time that I started doing this uh, seven plus years ago. And I sort of got forced into it because I was a fairly new father and waking up multiple times at night and I was a very involved father. And so I, I took it upon myself to do whatever I could to take some of the pressure off my wife. And uh, though if she told you if she was here, she would tell you she was the one waking up all the time. But nonetheless, I was not getting good sleeps and, and it really played a huge role on my, on my immune system. I was getting sick coming into practice and sniffly nose and tired and, um, and it seemed like the symptoms would last for weeks. And it just, it was just sort of this low grade deficiency in my immune system that just never seemed to recover. And I just chalked it up to, well, this is just life with kids. Mm. And uh, so anyways, I started implementing it. And essentially what I, what I did is I just skipped my breakfast and I, I sandwiched my, all my meals into two meals, uh, somewhere around 12 till two is my first meal. Somewhere between six and eight was my second meal. And what happened after the fact radically transformed me, my, my physical body, my, my cognitive body, my mind, my, my immune system, my vitality. I, I can't tell you how many things transformed in my health. And I guess what? I wasn't coming to work any sick anymore. And I don't even remember the last time I've been sick, to be honest. And it's been that many years. So uh, just a testament to what happens when you give your body time to heal and you awaken to this innate intelligence that we all have within. And, and we stop doing, you know, we're, we're a culture of doing, gotta, there's a problem, gotta fix it, gotta do something. And it's no different than getting a cut on your arm. Eventually your, your arm will take care of the, the cut, right? It's kind of like, if we don't give our body time to do what it needs to do, it, we're not gonna fix anything. So it's one of those staple tools that we can all use to reset your microbiome, to optimize your hormonal system, to improve your immune system, to turn off bad genes that are being expressed through through epigenetic triggers, um, through improving your skin, to improving cognition and brain function. I mean, we know now, uh, or this this process of ketosis has been used since the early 1900s for for kids with epilepsy. So, and it's a state of ketosis that we enter into with fasting. Um, and so the, the profound effects on performance and brain function, I think we are just starting to realize the impact of, of all this. So that's a, a sort of a summary of, of my own experience and, and why we are so passionate about teaching it to, to every, every single person who walks in the door. Yeah, no, for sure. It's super important. I want to circle back to as well to like, you know, how things, how, how challenging has it been over the years with, first of all, the way things were. And the way things are now at, because, you know, when you, when you, when you sign up to become a doctor, a naturopathic doctor, right, you, you have these, these things and these, um, these beliefs, you know, how challenging has that been at your practice and just growing and trying to, you know, keep up and, and stay on top of things? Because, you know, you got people coming in, Googling stuff and thinking they know, and I can only imagine how challenging it is. And, 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 you know, it's almost as a teacher, the same thing, the, the, the education system has changed. Everything is changing. You know, how has that affected you as far as, you know, your growth as a doctor? Yeah, to be honest, it's, I, I like to think of things as, as they're happening exactly the way they're supposed to. So I see it as actually a blessing and opportunity to, to continually advance myself forward in, in all manners that I can imagine and, and be okay with saying, you know what, 
I did not know that. That's fascinating. I'm going to look into that more. So I think just adopting a mindset of inclusivity versus I know everything. I am the, the doctor. You know nothing because you're a patient. Uh, we have to move beyond that sort of paradigm that, that I'm glad people are coming in more educated. Yeah. And let's, let's be serious. There's still a big population of people who just wouldn't know what to look up, wouldn't know what to listen to, wouldn't know what to follow up with or experiment on themselves. Uh, that we're still massively educating, you know, but the reality is that more and more people are coming in more educated and, and it, I, I kind of, you know, rub my hands together and go, great. Now we can take a deeper dive into your health because you're, you're, you have this some level of awareness. No, it also is going to come with contradiction. Of course, like people are going to have ideas about how things are supposed to be, but again, you know, all things exist at all times and so you know whatever someone's reality is when they come in we're, we're not here to try to push them in another direction we're just we just try to ask questions right you know why do you think that you know why is it that you know what made you look down that rabbit hole that, that's really interesting let's see how we can incorporate that idea into your healing plan so um i think it's a blessing it's inevitable and we're, we either resist this change and growth and, and information information that's spewing at us constantly or we find a way to utilize it. And so that's, that's the perspective that I take. Like when you came in to see me, you had a massive amount of awareness, you know, around your health and things and strategies and, and whatnot. And we just, we got to take all that information, just focus it into something that was very specific for you. And that's why we do recommend everyone get their own unique laboratory markers. So we can find out how are you expressing health or, or how are you not expressing health or where are you not expressing health? And what can we do to help you really focus in your energy on, on some of these areas that are, that are dysfunctional or pre-dis-ease, right? Yeah. What I really liked about you, though, bro, is that you, were, you, you weren't trying to – sometimes you go and you feel like you're just getting, like, you know, forced to do stuff. And you just – you get this pressure. Everything with you was really easy. And it was almost like, you know, we were friends first. And we were, you were, it, was, it was more of that sort of um, – that sort of relationship. And I felt more comfortable. And that has to be what's on a lot of people's minds too, is when they go in there, they feel like, well, you know, am I just going to get sold something? Or is like, is this person actually care? And, and you really, you really have that skill, man, at, at connecting with people. And I really think that's what it comes down to with so many things, with so many different businesses or whatever it is, you have to have that, that, that connection with the with your patient or the human right and for them to just be like okay this is more than just this this is like i'm actually i actually want to work with this person right Mm -hmm. yeah that just just to sort of formalize that point i mean that's that's definitely the goal is because if we can't find a way to connect with someone i don't care what business you're in if you don't build that rapport you're not going to get anywhere and so Uh, and you have to be genuine about it. It's not just like this trick to move to the next level of credibility and, and whatnot. You know, it's, it's really has to be, it has to come across authentic. And I think that part of that is just being that detective, being curious. And, and we often find just as much about an individual by learning about themselves or learning from them in their lifestyle practices, how they deal with stressors. What does life look like? Where are they at right now? And so it's actually building that rapport is, is inevitably built right into a consultation because we're finding out so much detail. Right. But uh, yeah, in order to get to trust eventually, um, I think you do have to have more of an intimate uh, 
loving, respectful, curious relationship with someone just like you would a friend. And that's how you help people. You know, it's, it's raising people up to a vibration of potential that, that they can see a true state of health within themselves. And, and then we're just there to course correct to make sure that they get there. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And so many people forget that the human skill of just being a human, <laughs> you know, just being, totally. just, co- just connecting, taking interest. Right. Yeah. And there's just more, as you know, there's just so much more to this, to this game than just like, you know, the business side of things. There's just so many levels. Right. And I, um, yeah, and I'm just sort of, as, as I go on in life, I start to realize this more and more and more. And like, it's like, oh, I, I'm starting to get it now, <laughs> you know, that this connection thing, the humans, and, 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 and that's what people crave. So, totally. um, well, it's, you know, we, we look at what's the worst thing that can happen to somebody is to, to be put into solitary confinement and be, you know, removed from society and removed from any human connection. Yeah. You know, it just shows how dependent we are on other on, on, on each other, right? And yes. it's huge, huge piece. And you know, if we can all just learn to open up to that idea, just understand this is who we are. You know, there's certain rules I think in life that you know uh, Jordan Peterson actually wrote the book, The Twelve Rules. And you know, there's certain things that you know, if we just started to acknowledge about ourselves, we could sort of put some of our guard down. We can break down some of these barriers that we all have around opinions and belief systems, you know, religions, whatever that is, and understand that we are, you know, infinite spiritual beings, whatever your take is on that, having a human experience, and that ultimately connection with something greater than ourselves, but also with each other is is actually built right into the code of what it means to be this human being. And, and then what does that naturally unfold into in respect for one another? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, and what I what I, I I'm excited to talk about here is that you just plugged this into my mind, and this is something that I wanted to talk about for sure was was how how we're so we want to we crave these external things, right? These mm-hmm. external circumstances. And now that I have and and you know you've introduced me to Kundalini Yoga and this amazing thing, this amazing practice, and realizing that we have everything within us already. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is so challenging for most people because everybody is wanting to find something that they think is going to fill what they don't have already, but everything they need is there already. Right. Really? And, and let's, let's, let's talk about that, man. Let's talk about how I really, it really fascinates me how when you get into these practices and when you start to kind of go down that rabbit hole, especially Kundalini, Mm-hmm. how you start to realize that that's the case that we're all searching for this, this something to give us something, yeah. you know, and you know, how has that helped you and, and how does it help you in your practice? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, yeah. So Kundalini, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, in maybe Eastern mysticism, it may sound like a snake rising up your spine and it may sound sort of esoteric and, you know, don't do Kundalini. It's going to, it's going to make you crazy. But Kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan, which is the, the lineage of teachings that I follow is, uh, is basically considered to be the yoga of awareness. So what happens with awareness? You just, you learn more about how to interact and interface with your environment internally and externally. So it makes you more, uh, I guess, more potent human being because you have access to more information. 
you know, we're, we're not just spoon fed what's being delivered to the media you know, through the media. We're not just being, you know, take everything at face value for, you know, every communication process that we're in with friends, you know, acquaintances or things we hear around us. We now have developed a filtering system within our spiritual, emotional identity that allows us to be uh, more, more potent, more, more real, more, more devotional, more, um, uh, more of you in in life and how that plays out for an individual is going to be unique for that individual you know this isn't about teaching a dogma it's just about uh understanding that there's a technology in yoga that if you apply this technology like the rules right if you apply this rule to your life it starts to awaken awareness within you and that that practice of doing this consistently enough no different than you know you're not going to tone your body by going to the gym once, you know, once a month or, or once or a couple times a year. You buy the membership that doesn't automatically lead towards health. This is a practice like anything else. It's a practice of doing something regularly enough so that you build a new way of filtering your reality so that you can be more potent, more, more of you, bring more of you into, into your world. And for me personally, what it's done is it, there's a lot of stuff that happens on a regular basis, you know, challenges with being a parent, challenges with being in relationship with a, an amazing wife and partner. Um, but guess what? It still comes with challenges. There's challenges being a, a householder and having to take care of the little things that happen on a daily basis, a business owner, uh, patient management. And the reality is that there's more information being blasted at us now with radio waves, television waves. I mean, as we sit here, we're sitting in Wi-Fi, we're sitting in you know, LEDs or, or different light frequencies. There's, there's, you know, Bluetooth, there's, there's all sorts of EMF transmuting through my office, through your, your office, throughout this entire world that was never there 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. So you take that and then you level up on the modern toxicities we're all exposed to from heavy metals to environmental pollutants, pesticides, plastics. I mean, you name it, it's, it's everywhere. Uh, and then different viruses, you know, antibiotic resistant bacteria, parasites, different things like that. We can all agree that life is way more complicated in this day and age that we live now than it did 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm. And it's no surprise that illnesses are not correcting. They're not course correcting. They're getting worse. Diabetes is on the rise, cardiovascular disease, cancer, autoimmune conditions, you name it. There's nothing that's even slowing down right? Autism massively on the rise, addictions on the rise. And so with these physical things, these toxins, these infections, um, mixed with the emotional trauma, the environmental trauma of, you know, all the different frequencies we're exposed to, you have to imagine that we have to build stronger, more resilient, more adaptable uh, human beings. And the best way to do that is to build up your, your awareness, your nervous system, through strengthening your physical body, your emotional body, but all, your spiritual body and your, your nervous system body. And that's essentially Kundalini Yoga is strengthening your nervous system so you can dissipate some of the chronic ongoing stressors of daily life. Hopefully that lands. Dude, you're so good at explaining shit, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, like it's like, that. I could just listen to you all day, bro. Honestly, like you, the way you can explain things is, is just amazing. And that's such a great way to describe it because there's so many people that have the misconception because they see 
you know, even myself, beards and turbans and stuff, they think, oh, that must be something that what's going on with that, right? Mm-hmm. But, but understanding what's actually happening. And, and when I, you know, when listening to these guys at, at, at men's camp, so guys, just to give you a little bit of background, I was just at uh, Dr. Nick. I was with him at men's camp, which was like powerful week of like mind blowing stuff. Like we did yoga at like four thirty in the four in the morning. <laughs> it had different workshops. It was it was just amazing, and um, just like learning about it and hearing that hearing the stories of these guys and that and that it's not just that they they've had this awakening or they have this consciousness, but they're really successful as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just sitting somewhere and, and it's not like they haven't had success. Like they're telling us stories about what their business is and you're just like, wow, okay, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it all makes sense to me because these guys are actually practicing this. And they've actually created, you know, amazing success for themselves. So for me, I was like, wow, this is, this is so interesting. And Man, that whole, that whole thing has just been amazing. But I did notice one thing is that I actually, we probably, we both did because we talked about it after was like coming back into the city mm-hmm. after such an amazing experience, man, I was depressed for days. <laughs> it, it, I, I was messed up, man. Yeah. Like it was like, and I know you were, it was challenging for you too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure it was. Well, you know, it's like when you get a taste of something that feels true and something that speaks to your heart and, and you know, it can be, uh, let's make it super simple. Let's say you're in a relationship and you just learned a new way to eat yeah. and you, you're so excited. You, you know, you just did a food course or something and, and you can't wait to go back home and share all this amazing food with your partner and your partner is like, used to eating McDonald's and drinking sodas and, you know, eating donuts or whatever. And you're trying to say like, what about organic food? We're going to make this amazing veggie stir fry tonight. I'm going to cut some avocado in there, put some nice oils on top. You know, your partner is going to look at you and just go, what the hell are you trying to tell me to do? Like, this is ridiculous, yeah. you know? <laughs> so in the same thing with, with men's camp where maybe you, you know, someone went to you, like you went to Tony Robbins, right? Yeah. You know, when you, when you get into an elevated space, you start to tap into more of who you are you start to express more from who you are. You start to get a taste that, hey, this feels pretty darn good. And then you take that vibration, that frequency, that, that mindset, and you plug yourself back into routines. Everybody who saw you before you left is trying to keep you where you were before you left. Mm-hmm. And then you're in, inserting yourself, this newer version of yourself, this more expanded, higher vibration, higher frequency version of yourself. And this isn't wooey here. This is like, this literally happens. You know, yeah. there, there's... Um, there's a, a company called HeartMath, and there's a website called www.heartmath.org. And it's basically a, a company that is, has, through many different, I am sure, resources and research, has found that the heart has the largest electromagnetic field, more so than your brain. Yeah. And so when you're around people that are not just talking a, a certain game, they're actually living an experience from like these teachers that we we're learning from, you actually that what the heart math shows is that you raise your vibration, your frequency, this electromagnetic spread that comes off your body based on who you surround yourself with. So if you're around people who have done this work emotionally, energetically, physically for decades and has learned a different lens to view the world, 
you can't help but feel inspired by people, just like Tony Robbins. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Whoa. Um, <clears throat> there we go. It's all right. Good morning here. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can't help but raise your your vibration because you start to feel what other people have been doing for decades, and you start to feel that. And you come back home, you're still in that higher expanded state, yet no one else around you knows what you just went through. So it's, it's a real paradox of this, this distraction that we all live in on a regular basis. And when you come back with this heightened awareness, this bigger realization of who you are, that there's other people on this planet that are actually doing something similar that are, that are raising their vibes, it really it, it creates this, this challenge for coming back home. And you know, like we kind of, we were back and forth on, on Boxer and I was like, you know, it sort of feels like you get hit by a truck, you know, you yeah. get hit by something really heavy yeah. and it just knocks you back. And, it, and it's, and it's, it's, it's really why we do a practice is because in life, when there's stuff that's coming at you, are you gonna, you know, put your head down and, you know, bury your head into that? Are you going to embrace it? Are you going to sidestep? Like, what are you going to do? What, what's your tool set to deal with the crap that you deal with on a daily basis? And when you come back with this like very clear defining moment of, of this new person that you're becoming in these old circumstances, it's kind of like a test. Yeah. And like testing, what's your emotional strength and resiliency to deal with this, this environment that you used to be in? And how do you make sense emotionally of who the person you used to be based on the expectations of those around you? Right. And that, yeah. that's, that's a, that's another level too that, that, that we all have to come to terms with. So. Yeah, man. And I can relate because I, I feel like I've actually been going through almost like a mild depression at times. That doesn't make sense, but it does in the, on the big scale of things because you know, when you're leveling up, when you're, when you're evolving, it's sometimes uncomfortable and there's times where you feel alone and there's times where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why do I feel down? Everything, you know, and, and, you know, but that's, I'm realizing it's okay. It's okay to feel down and just being like, Hmm, okay. What, like this, what is this teaching me today? Like, I know I'm going to feel better, you know, but, and it's always when you're really high on your high horse, you're like, you know, you know that like you can't, you can't just rest on that. You can't just be like, it's always going to be this like this, you know, you got to understand there's that balance. And when yeah. you can get comfortable with that, of just like that equilibrium, like, hey, it's going to balance out. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about, I feel like. And that's what I've realized. And there's days where it's like, you know, it's rainy here in Vancouver today. It's easy to sort of be like, oh, shit. You know, like uh, it's one of those days. But, you know, there's also like, oh, maybe, you know, it's a, it's a day to rest from the sun. It's a day to kind of chill out, get more stuff done in the office, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, uh, it's it, it, yeah, man. And, and it's that, those perspective shifts and doing stuff like that. I've had, you know, Kundalini and the different levels of work, you know, with personal development has helped me realize that finally. And, and, and it's just now that we're down that rabbit hole, you know, it's like, as you know, you're developing to the next level too. You just start to learn more and more and more. And sometimes it can get scary. Oh, for sure it does. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes just that, that grieving of, of who used to be, because that does that, that such level of comfort in just knowing that version of ourselves. Right. Yeah. And yeah, growth is never comfortable. It's like, you know, when we were, when we were teenagers going through the hormonal onslaught that was being delivered to us and trying to find identity 
in you know the, those really formative you know culture tribe forming years that shit wasn't easy either no <laughs> right yeah. like that was, that was really challenging it really speaks to you know can you imagine being a teenager oh. in the times that we're living now i mean I, the social I, pressures even just of social media <laughs> as a teenager trying to make sense of that you know when we when we grew up or when i grew up i mean what, I'm well, probably like 10 years older than you, right? No, no, we're only, I think you're only like three years older than me. So oh, we're on the same, we're in the, I'm 30, I'm turning 36. Oh yeah, okay. Well, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. your, it's your beautiful skin that oh, you- Oh man, you're aging reverse. <laughs> like you look like you're freaking, you've eight, you've gotten 10 years less than the last time I saw you, so. Right, well, we're, we're both doing it right then. But I mean, just like, think, think about that. Like the growth and, and change is, is not, is not an easy process. You know, so, yeah. you know, it's just funny sort of looking back at, at those teenage years and just going, man, if I, if I only knew what I knew now back then, I mean, life would be so much different. I but never go back to those days, man. Those, <laughs> like, those were hard years. and You don't realize it now. But now I look back like as an adult and I'm like, oh, man, how did I even get through that shit? Yeah. Well, there's like, hockey, too, right? Yeah, so, there's, there's level. like hockey and there's like this peer pressure and then there's like lack of sleep and then there's girls and there's hormones. And then there's if you have your you know, if you're lucky enough to have a stable family at home, like I, as a teenager, my family situation was so messed up mm -hmm. that like, even when I went home, I knew that I couldn't be comfortable there because I had a crazy stepmom and all this kind of bullshit. And it was just like looking back and I, I, you know, when I, when I've done, you know, the work with Adrian and I was like speaking to little Lance and I'm just like, man, you poor thing. Like, how, you know, how did you even get through that? And now I look back and I'm like, I would not trade. I would not go back there. And like you said, now it's even worse. Everything's on, everything's on, on phones and like, <clears throat> man, like it's just, I don't even want to go there. It's like crazy. Yeah. Some of the stupid shit we did, you know, but no kidding. I, um, yeah, man, there's, there's one thing that I really, I, <clears throat> I, I still, I want to ask you about to clarify as well within the Kundalini and something that's really been on my mind that I feel like we've talked about before that I, I haven't really talked about on the podcast is that the sex energy and how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. And now I've read about it. A lot of people, a lot of you guys have read think and grow rich sex transmutation, which is about having that sex energy and channeling in into creative thought. Now, as a lot of people, we have a problem in society with porn, with sex, with all this kind of shit that is, is another external thing that people are, that are, people are gravitating towards to give them something that they don't have. Can you maybe just walk us through a bit of that and how important that, that energy is mm -hmm. and, and how yoga and how I don't know, man. I, I don't even know how to like ask you this question properly. No, I, I can see where you're going with it. And it's, yeah. it, to be honest, it's, you know, as men, this is a, uh, I can't tell you how important this topic is because, you know, going back to even, we were just talking about the teenage years, everything was about satisfying that urge and desire within us. And because things are happening, you know, at lightning speed now with, you know, reward, it's a really challenging experience to to consider and you know talk about adversity doing something that you know maybe cushions or subdues that male urge is is maybe a mindset of like well then if i don't have a release if i don't have an experience of orgasm 
um, or whatever that release is for, for the individual, um, something bad's going to happen. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know it's, it's like if I don't have sex in the next, you know, three, four days, my balls are going to explode or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a funny thing to, to think that we, we think that we are deserving. We're so deserving of, of having a partner, getting to completion. We're done. We've been taken care of. We've been satisfied. So there's a couple of different ways that we can go here. One is, is that I think as a modern man, as a man in general, is that we have to start understanding, we have to relate to the female in a, such a different way. If we came at a relationship with the mindset of not what can we get out of this, but what can we build together? How can I support you? Um, it would start to change the dynamic of relationship from this is what I need. And that's, that's an important place to, to come to terms with in relationship for it to be successful. Otherwise, there's going to be resentment. You know, the, the core level of intimacy, a man needs to make sure that he's, he's creating a safe and secure environment for his woman. You know, and this could be, I don't care if you're, you're bisexual, you can take that to, there's a feminine energy, there's a masculine energy, and the masculine energy is to support and make sure the women feel secure. That means in every conversation, it's, you know, not, not making the woman feel less than. And a woman's job is to be supportive. Just, you know, my man's going through something, I'm going to support him no matter what. So I think just identifying those energies is important because when we come into relationship, we shouldn't be in a, in my perspective and for what I've learned is that we don't need to own the perspective of this is what I deserve. This is what, um, this is what I should be getting out of this relationship. So let's take that a step further. This is what I need. This is what I deserve. Take that to the level of porn. It's like a kid in a candy store. It's the high fructose corn syrup is one of my teachers told it. Um, I think it's probably Tommy Rosen. Porn is like high fructose corn syrup. It's the worst of the worst sugars. It gives you the immediate effect of this massive dopamine surge to the point that we're burning out our receptors in our body. We keep getting reward, 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 reward. And we're surrounded by it with our social media, with instant shopping. We can go online. I'll take that. Everything is all about immediate reward. So how can you utilize this energy for something different? First of all, porn is not serving anybody. Having a release that frequently, whatever that is for an individual, um, the more you burn out those, that, uh, or burn through that, that energy, you don't have energy to support your testosterone. I don't know if most people know this. If, if there's more ejaculation going on, you know, than, than what your age should allow for your testosterone is going to be depleted. And guess what? You're going to be more irritable. You're going to maybe have erectile dysfunction, low libido. You're going to brain fog. All those things that invigorate you hormonally become depleted when there's this constant reward, satisfaction, reward, you know, thing going on, especially in that porn dynamic. So what can we do with that energy? Well, Kundalini Yoga obviously is a big piece here where, you know, you're cultivating that in Ayurvedic medicine, it's called your Ojos. This basically, this, this, in Ayurvedic medicine, uh, Ayurvedic, no, sorry, uh, Chinese medicine is called your kidney jing. It's basically your life force energy that we all have a certain amount of. And if we keep depleting it on a regular basis, we don't have that, that true nature of who we can be. To tell you what, in an intimate relationship, if we come in with a mindset, not what can I get out of this, but how can I serve my woman, 
wow, that takes you into a whole different experience sexually and just intimately because you're, you're there to just make sure she feels safe. You're taking care of her before you even think about doing anything for yourself. And what does it feel like to actually go without for a week? You know, what does that do to your hormones? Well, it, it massively rises them. Women actually are built differently. They can orgasm. They can have reward more regularly through connection, not through this high fructose corn syrup porn, but through connection that actually supports oxytocin and some of their other uh, endogenous rebuilding supportive nurturing hormones. But for men, it's actually the opposite. We, it crushes our testosterone. So our ability to feel like we're thriving and confident and what, ha what have you becomes massively depleted. Hmm. So I know this is sort of a long monologue. No, it's great, on, man. It's on, great. On this, but it's so important for men to understand that we don't need that constant reward and release. If we build, we support and nurture our hormonal system so that we can get into the mindset of serving our, our female or feminine partner or whatever that energy is for, for you as an individual. And, and your, your sex life will improve, your intimacy with your partner will improve, your confidence will improve. I mean, there's a lot of wins there, but it is a hard, it's a paradigm to break down. It's not about right or wrong. It's about where do you want to, where do you want your energy to go, right? It's, yeah, man. And that's so well put. It's such a, it's an, it's an epidemic, man. It's an issue. And it's the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. It's, it's one of these things. And, you know, it's funny because you hear about people, you must hear all the time, uh, low, you see low testosterone. Low, like, it's like, well, how often are you, like, if you're watching porn or whatever you do two or three times a day, I mean, what, like, it's like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, yeah. it, you know, there's, there's that, there's got to be, and, and it's fascinating because, like, you know, you're in sports. This is such a weird topic because I don't really talk about it, but I know it needs to get talked about. Mm -hmm. And I want to get more comfortable talking about it because I know you guys love to hear about this stuff. Um, and what I, you know, you grow up in sports and you hear, hear that, well, don't, don't do that before a game because you want to save it. But then you start to hear, well, it's okay. It's all right. Every, it's fine. Like just, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it's like relaxed, but it's like, what is this doing? You know, hmm. is this lowering your immune system? Like is charging that? Like it's, it, I wonder like over time, like, is there been studies where people have actually shown a difference in all the the hormone, like bodily functions and how they're, they're operating on a whole. Yeah. Like, have well, you seen some people that have gone like, okay, you know, do it this way one t for a chunk of time and do it this way. Is had, has there been like measurable differences? Well, there have in the, in just seeing even the level of testosterone. Yeah. And so that, that's an obvious one. I mean, if, yeah. if there's been multiple ejaculations before uh, testosterone reading, it's going to be lower. You know, it's like yeah. you're, you know, think if you, and it makes sense because if you just kind of go back to, well, why do we need testosterone? Like, let, just keep it simple. We need it so that we can, you know, puff ourselves up, so to speak, so that we can have more confidence to meet a mate that we can procreate with and, and <laughs> deliver children to the world, right? It's, it's needed. And, you know, it's for, for women too, testosterone naturally goes down as they, as they age. Um, and for men, it does too. And it's sort of like nature's family planning. There's a reason for it to go down because we don't need to be procreating into our 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond. Mm, so sense. just from that level, and you know what, and I would encourage if anyone really wants to dive in a little bit more, 
there's there's a uh, there's many different perspectives, but Dave Asprey does talk about this a lot in his in his one of his, uh, his newer book. I can't remember the name of it right now. Game Changers, I think it is. Yeah. Um, Montak Chia is is like this spiritual master from Thailand who talks about um, like uh, different energies in the body and can look at it more from a Chinese medicine perspective. I mean, there's the the I Te Ching talks about. Uh, sexual energy i mean this is stuff in ayurvedic medicine like i said this is stuff that has been in a philosophical paradigm for even the yoga tradition for thousands and thousands of years we're just starting to now understand the implications of it wow. so i think it's a, it's a profound uh, discussion because it's so important yeah. i mean and what's what's easier it's easier to just release just to masturbate yeah. and and, yeah. and and because it you know quote unquote it relaxes you it does all these things but it's massively driving down your hormonal function. So, you know, if we want to be more potent men in this world or like a, the male energy that you don't have to be a man to, to, to feel this, if you want to be more potent in your life, um, there's, there'd be a reason to conserve and support and, and move through this adversity of not letting, you know, not, not releasing, not, not releasing our kidney jing or our sexual energy. And for women, the, the biological female you get a completely different expression of, of the hormonal system through frequency. So more frequency is actually supported with women, but again, ideally with, with partners so that you have that, that bonding and, and, and obviously a loving partner even better um, and not just a, a partner. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, and I've heard this as well about the partners that you're with, you carry their energy. This fascinates me too, man. This is stuff that we don't think about. Yeah. And including myself, you know, like <clears throat> what's your theory on that? On well, like, you know, yeah. have keeping that that like you you take on their energy, they take on yours, like how long do you have it for? Mm -hmm. Like does it mess with you? Like does it mess with you right away? Does it mess with you down the road? Like what are your thoughts on that? So for for this, yeah, this is fascinating too. I mean, this discussion I would refer people over to to an amazing medical doctor, Dr. Zach Bush, who talks about things from the, the level of the microbiome. Mm. And so essentially what he says is, and it's, here's the thing, is it it's more impactful for women. And in yoga, this is the teaching as well. Is it for, I think it may be in the yoga teaching, it's like seven years, You for, for the next seven years, you carry the energy of a partner who's penetrated you. Oh, um, wow. and, and it's like these energetic tendrils that basically are, are affecting the nervous system, the emotional system, the hormonal system, and everything else. But let's take it up to the level of the microbiology. Every single individual has a different microbiome. So your microbiome is, you know, there's 10 trillion human cells, 100 trillion bacterial, you know, flora that lives on and inside of us. And so we as humans are about 99% the same, but we're about 10% the same when it comes to your microbiome. So consider this, every single partner has a completely different microbiome and everybody who is intimate with you is now planting, not, or planting the seeds of the microbiome internally and changing the vaginal flora. And we know this even from, you know, in practice, we see sometimes a reason for a woman having chronic yeast infections, candida, et cetera, it's not the woman's fault. It's just they keep getting the information from the man. And so even to heal a microbiome, if you're in relationship, both of you have to do the work to, to clean up your diets, your, your lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I mean, I'm sure there's more in the level of the energetics and things like that, but just know that 
I mean, we, and we all know this, it comes in our memory. It's like when you, when you think of someone from your past, everyone could probably do this right now. Think of someone from your past, you know, maybe it was a good relationship. Maybe it wasn't, but you can remember something about that relationship that, that hits you. And it's, it's a trigger. Maybe it stimulates a sweat response. Maybe it stimulates a a bit of an ache. Maybe you actually feel physical pain somewhere. Maybe, maybe you feel a loving memory. That's, that's energy. I mean, that's essentially energy. It's a thought pattern that has a vibration, has a frequency. It's affecting your neurohormonal system. So no doubt that, you know, you can go back as far as you can remember. And there's, there's an energetic line of communication there in our, in our memory. But the other piece is that this, this whole microbiology thing that, that will, that is so important because your microbiology is essentially determining what genes are getting expressed. You know, and we know this even from like, um, uh, like serious uh, post-antibiotic resistant uh, infections that you would get after being in the hospital, for example. Sometimes the best, uh, blanking on the name for right now, but sometimes the best therapy or, or the best uh, researched areas is a fecal transplant. And it's because you're introducing a healthy microbiome to, to someone who's in an unhealthy state and it can be the difference maker for these resistant bacteria. So think about that. I mean, that's, wow. that's the anal canal. Think about the vaginal tract, right? Or, you know, the, the, the prostate in men or whatever. We, we harbor infections and, and microbes in different glands and systems in our body. But if there's, if there's a local, you know, connection, of course, physical connection, then we're constantly transferring back, bacteria back and forth. Man, so interesting. Yeah. I don't, I, like, I don't know about you guys out there, but I mean... <laughs> That stuff just blows my mind. And we don't, you don't hear about it. You don't talk, people don't talk about it enough. And it's so true because everybody just wants to pretend that it's, it is what it is and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've been fascinated with this stuff lately, man, especially getting out of my relationship recently and like yeah. thinking about, man, I've been, I've been contemplating the idea of going a year celibate and not dating and just completely focusing on just having that completely out of my radar. How am I going to do it? I don't know, but it's, it's been, it's been at me. It's like when I quit drinking alcohol, it was like that thing that was like, Hey, you should stop that. Hey, you should stop that. Hey, maybe you should stop that because maybe that's the thing that's stopping you from doing the thing. (laughs) And then that's, that's what I keep feeling. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. All right. I hear you. (laughs) It's like, and, and part of me is like, maybe needs to, to do that because I don't think a lot of people even have even attempted something like that. Yeah. And people totally that have, agree. people that have, I think have had profound results. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I can, I can only speak from my personal experience. And I, I remember there was a time where, um, when I was earlier on like in, in high school and everything else, I, I seemed to, you know, once my first long relationship ended, all I knew how to identify my identify myself was in relationship. And so the pattern that I kept delivering into my life was another relationship. And I was on a hamster wheel because I had no idea who I was. I had no true way to access that information through, through what I do now in Kundalini yoga. I didn't know how to, where my autonomy was, what my real identity was, or even that I had a trajectory towards some realization of this true identity. And, it's really hard to, to call that, you know, people listening, take this to heart because it's hard. If you're struggling to find the right relationship, if you're even, you know, 
Maybe you, maybe you're in one and you're not feeling full, fully fulfilled in that. It's not even about, you know, ending or terminating a relationship, but it's about identifying, do you have room in your relationship or outside of it to actually work on yourself, to actually do the work, to develop that sense of identity of who you actually are. And when you give yourself time and space to do that, you, you absolutely are allowing that person who's supposed to be with you on this journey to support you on this journey and to be with you. And it's also important to go, Oh, well, every relationship in the past was just wrong. No, like it's, we have to develop an inclusivity mindset where everything is guiding you towards this moment of where you are in, in this life. And, you know, I would always suggest people, you know, when they're writing down their goals or, you know, it may be year of celibacy or whatever that is, you know, we don't know how everything's going to play out. There's no, way, there's no way of knowing how it's all going to come together. But if we have a why, if we have a reason, a purpose, if we're purposeful in our life for what we want to create, the how will sort itself out. So instead of having these like, you know, really definite goals, sometimes it's just what's the energy that I want? I want to feel empowered. I want to feel like I'm, I'm tapping into my truest identity, whatever that version is at this point in time. And I'm going to continue to work on myself so that I can release these, you know, things that I've learned in previous relationships that are determining my, my viewpoint on this, in this, in this world. Right. Mm. And so if we can do that, I think that we can set ourselves up for success. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you, I'm excited to see how things play out for you. And yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. It's, it's one of these things that I, I don't know. And, and things just change so fast, man. Like, Life is just all of a sudden it's one way. This is how it's been lately. And then it's different. And especially with my relationship, it was literally like one way. And then all of a sudden it's done. I'm like, Whoa, I think I, I asked for this. Yeah. Like it's like, and it's like, it, it's, it's amazing because we can't get, it comes down to attachment. Yeah. You have to let go. Every now you can't get attached to anything. Just all, just Buddha comes down to like, <laughs> you can't, you just can't get attached to things, man. Yeah. Like you well, have, think- like, it's crazy. I would say that there's there's a healthy attachment. Yeah, of course. And, and there's an unhealthy one. And yeah, yeah that's that's exact, exactly it. Because, you know, this this life that we're all living, you know, is is uh, relatively short, right? My kid, yeah. my youngest son just turned five, and I'm yeah. like, where did the time go? Crazy. So you know, the reality is is that you know having a healthy attachment to something versus an unhealthy one, we can all, you know, identify what that is, and and getting in, out of the habit of labeling this is wrong, this is right, good, bad, yes, no right? Like you were saying said, and getting into the heart brain and really getting in touch with who did I come here to be? You know, what is, what is my identity? What is my, what is, can I have a sense of what my purpose is and my why? If I can, if I can tune into the energy of that and forget about how it's all going to play out, we can, we can take some of the pressure off, I think. Absolutely. Man, I we're gonna. I want to get you on for part two because it's crazy. Like we've only touched the surface for this, and there's so much more I want to talk about. But um, we'll we'll leave the excitement for for everybody for part two. I um, there's just a couple more things I want to talk. Just bring up here, bro. Um, hmm. Tell us more about um, y- your clinic, where we can find you, and kind of what you're working on that's exciting, where people can come check you out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, so we're, we're located in Vancouver, British Columbia. So we we have a clinic, my wife and I called divine elements. We are, we 
teach people how to integrate lifestyle strategies like fasting, detox, hormone optimization, a lot of these tools that we talked about into, into their life. I have a special um, uh, inclination towards helping people in addiction recovery and, and work closely with uh, my dear friend, Tommy Rosen. Uh, we also have a, a side of our clinic where, where we actually help people get off their more serious medication called Agora. And it's a beautiful process for people to understand that there's more to life than the reality they're living right now. And if they can start to offload some of these stressors that we're all experiencing, we can start to get more in touch with who we actually are. And we actually have a, an upcoming fasting workshop starting on September 16th, which is called the Stemnomic Solution. That's teaching people how to integrate uh, lifestyle fasting into their, into their lives. And we're going to finish it off with a block fast at the end. So that's available for people as well. If they want to take a look at our website. Amazing. And that's the thing as well as just to go back to like your why. And when you told me about the five day fast, a lot of people go into it with the thought of, Ooh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. But, but when you position it, when you think about it, like, well, why am I doing this? You, it's like, if it comes from like a spiritual, deeper, deeper thing, it's, it's less about the hunger and more about, well, what is this going to do for you? Right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's huge. I mean, if, you know, especially with this movement of fasting, you know, yeah. that, that inter intermittent fasting, everyone's jumping on board. And I always ask this first question I ask people, why do you want to do it? You know, I, I'm not sitting here on my soapbox saying that you need, everybody needs to do this. Though I am sitting here on my soapbox telling everybody needs to do this once they start to realize why they need to do it. Yeah. Because the why can be for so many reasons. It can be to reverse an illness. It could have more energy. It could be, you know, to fix your immune system because you're waking up so often with a, a newborn, you know, whatever that reason is. But anchoring into your why is what gets you through these longer fasting periods. And understanding there's a real science behind it. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's amazing scientific research that's going into the power of fasting. And if we just understood a little bit more, you know, we would have more success with implementing into our lives. And that's, that's why we wanted to create this program too. Amazing. One last question for you, buddy. And I ask everybody, but I'm going to, I'm going to change the wording of it this time. I, I feel it's going to be better. I usually ask what's one tip that you could give to overcome adversity, but I'm going to ask you, what is, what is one thing that adversity has taught you? That's a great question. And I didn't prep this beforehand. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to come out right now. You know what? It's anything you say is always gold, bro. Oh, so, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, I'll tell you what. I guess the one thing that adversity has prepped me for, and I've had many different experiences over my life, and I guess what that is for me is that when I have an understanding of a connection of something greater than myself, we understand that there is an identity here that I have yet to step into and that every life lesson, every adversity is just trying to wake me up to the fact that, that I do have a bigger purpose to play. Um, I, I, I am starting to learn the power of surrender. And so that's essentially what it is. It's surrendering into the experience of this realization that I'm connected to something so much more and that we all are. It's not, it's not me as a, as a unique individual, but it's learning the power of surrender and getting out of the way. You know, I say just one last little note on this. One of the biggest practices and practice that I, that I teach people, and I've got a little quote here, is that we have to get or develop a uh, subtractive versus additive mindset. That means we have to clear the things that are causing dysfunction in our lives in order for our body to know how to heal. So one of the quotes I have sitting here on my desk is, before you heal someone, Ask him if he is willing to give up the things that made him sick. 
is simplicity. So really what that is, is can you surrender to your personality? Can you surrender to your history? Can you surrender to the life experiences you've had in the past to determine who you are to become? And can we let go of some of these dogmas that we've all allowed ourselves to believe about ourselves so that we can actually move into to deeper healing? So it's a, it's a power, path of surrender and letting go. Wow. I, I would, I'm curious to see if you prep for that question, what it would be, bro. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, well, hey, you, know, you know what? One, one last thing here. Yeah. There was, there was a thing that grew sing. He's, he's one of my most profound teachers. Unbelievable Obviously. human. Like yeah. he's not even human. I don't even know what he is. He's, he's not. Like, yeah. He's not <laughs> he's some sort of, you know, future being that's, that's embodying this human form called Guru Singh. But uh, yeah, so what he, what he shared and that I did actually rehearse this morning because I, I thought it was going to come up and it, it really applies here. Um, so no, no, you know, no special gratitude for just having this at the top of my head. But I, what it is, it's, it's a line from Buddha. And so he says, the places that I shall go, or sorry, let me start again. The places I am to go, I shall go. The people that I am to meet, I shall meet. The things that I am to say will show up on, on my lips as I speak. And that which is, that which is to be already is. Amazing. And it's a beautiful quote that just speaks to the fact that we already have all that power within us if we just learn to surrender. So there we go. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Dr. Nicholas Jensen, everybody. <laughs> My brother. I can't wait, man. We're going to have everything in the show notes for you to check out. Um, I, you know, I'm truely blessed to have you as a brother in my life. And um, I can definitely, I, I'm sure so many people are going to get value from this. And, you know, what you just do and how you communicate and how you're just, you have such a soft approach and, you know, you, but you're, you're so good at educating. And I, I just truly, it's hard for me to express how, how important and how grateful I am to have you in my life, bro. So thank you very much for coming in and hanging out with us today. Absolute pleasure. Uh, anytime we speak, we always, you know, take it to another level. So it's, it's a real honor to know you and to, you know, audience listening. This man has been through massive transformation. You speak truth, you speak from the heart. And it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's an honor to, and a blessing to see all that you've come to be my man. And this has just been one year since I've known you. So <laughs> what's to come will, will be pretty phenomenal. Bro, thank you. I, I truly appreciate that. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, what we're both going to create in the next you know few years is just amazing. You know, a couple more yoga retreats here and there and uh, yeah, man. So anyways, Thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening. Make sure you check out Dr. Nick, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, brother. Whoa, what a great chat. Again, only scratching the surface. What an amazing dude. I hope you guys got value from that. If you did, you know, let us know. Leave a review. It doesn't take long. It's free. Just go to iTunes, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. And, and, and then with the subscribe button, you it's free. You just get the episodes, you stay on top of them. So I promise you there's going to be more and more amazing humans coming on. And as I grow, I get better as well. I'm still improving. I'm not the world's best interviewer yet, but I'm trying my very best to, to give you as much, um, as, as much value as I can without being scripted. 
And I hope you guys can appreciate that, that that's, that's what I'm doing. And I just appreciate every single listener out there. And if you take the time out of your day, I, I truly am blessed to have you and thank you. So, um, I hope you guys have an amazing day and, you know, go kick ass in life or whatever you do. And, um, we'll catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.